0: I don't get invited to uh, the Bilderberg meetings. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not part of the (laughs) Illuminati, you know, the the 13 bloodlines don't call me like I have no inside information. right? So pick your, pick your conspiracy. We can read the tea leaves though. Right. Pick your conspiracy. I'm not a part of it, but the, I, I believe that they have a plan For when this toilet bowl flushes. Welcome to the Off Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self sufficiency, counter economics, non aggression, and the Agora.
1: The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost Podcast, soon to be renamed to the Off-Grid Agorist Podcast. Woohoo! I am here with Cyrus. Morning. And today's topic is hyperinflation. Will we have hyperinflation? And if we do, what to do to steel yourself against it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Some people will even say, oh, we don't... That'll never happen here.
1: People say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Hyperinflation, it's uh, almost fairly common. It's kind of like the end death throes of... Uh, economies and currency systems
0: fiats yeah
1: Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something to think about and be aware of and uh what so there is inflation clearly there's inflation and we're we're feeling the pain of that but do you think there will be hyperinflation i guess before we even go into that what is hyperinflation
0: Hyperinflation is just when a fiat currency is being printed at a pace by the government that controls that fiat that is so rapid that prices on goods and services rise faster than people can increase their income. Right. And so, like in the U.S., they they target like 2 to 4% inflation yearly and... People can absorb that, you know. Like we've talked before on the pad on the podcast, where about how fifty years ago you could have a job at the hardware store and buy a house and support a family on a single income working at a hardware store. Well, th- those days are gone, mm-hmm. and that's because of inflation. Because the way we've absorbed the inflation over the last fifty years is, well, now it takes either one really good income or two regular incomes. Yeah. So it's harder. Even
1: two regular incomes is getting hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like two regular incomes and a side hustle or a couple of side hustles. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where people are now because we've been absorbing the two to 4% increase for decades and some people Without argue that per- it's more than two to four percent. Like that two to four percent increased inflation rate yearly is a fake number that the inflation is really higher, but I mean I don't know how to calculate that shit, so I don't know. I do know this. A year ago, mm-hmm. almost a year ago, I was paying a dollar ninety eight for milk and now I'm paying a I'm paying three forty. Wow. And that's not all inflation. We've gone through the pandemic and You know, there's other factors, but part of that is inflation.
1: I feel like the pandemic has been a scapegoat for massive price increases. And yes, there has been disruptions, but we're now past like the shock and awe part of the pandemic. And yet it's still being used as an excuse for massive price increases and disruptions. And I'm like, I feel like we should be past that by now, but maybe things just move a lot slower.
0: Well, and what I happens like in these kinds of things where you have some kind of crisis that increases prices? What always happens is, like, for example, before um, the lockdowns, you could buy a sheet of half inch OSB plywood for $11. That same sheet of plywood went up to at one point, forty dollars, and it's now down mm. to like twenty-eight dollars. But it'll never oh. go back down to eleven or twelve.
1: Exactly, it's still way overpriced. So, uh, speaking of prices, I nerded out really hard and came up with some pricing statistics that uh, we have seen over the past couple of years. I didn't use twenty twenty. I am doing a comparison of 2019 to 2021. So this is two years. Okay. These are hard statistics mm-hmm. I pulled off of BLM.gov. Is it BLM or BLS? Yeah, Bureau BLM is a of totally Labor different statistics. <laughs> Yeah, that's Bureau <laughs> of Land Management. Or Black Lives Matter or Bikers Lives Matter, which I like a lot better. <laughs> So these are straight off the BLS. So I'm not. This is not hearsay, because I like the hard facts. You know, I like the hard facts. I right. Then I'll do the research. So I'm just going to rattle off some stuff of price increases, uh, real quick here. And in 2019, a gallon of milk was going for about 3.19 for the. Ah, uh, USA average. So either these are USA averages. Now in Arkansas, you're paying a lot less. You said it was a buck ninety-eight.
0: Yeah, we have a a much lower cost of living here in Arkansas, so we're always lower than the national averages on stuff.
1: Yeah, and, but you're seeing this is changing though. This mm-hmm. dynamic is probably changing a bit, or by a lot. So it's probably a pretty big shock to the people of Arkansas to go through these mega price increases. Mm-hmm. So. 2019 average for a price of milk was 319. 2021 359 increase of 12 percent in two years rice 69 cents to 78 cents 12 percent increase ground beef 525 to 570 nine percent increase coffee 417 to 46 467 11 percent increase bread 126 to 153 12 percent increase and uh, sirloin 852 to 907 6 percent increase you take these numbers your average is probably about 10 percent increase in cost of foodstuffs these are retail prices on the shelves in two years
0: so that's from 2019 up to 2021 So it includes 2020, you know, but not 2021.
1: No, this is 2021, uh, February 2021 compared to February 2019.
2: Okay. Okay. I was actually able to take it month by month. Gotcha.
1: February to February. So in 48 months, our food prices have gone up 10%. Now it gets a little bit more fun when we start looking at other type of commodities. Our uh, gas prices, which we've all had that shock and awe, uh, 2019... 228 for regular gas, 2021 286 for regular gas, which is with a 21 percent price increase in two years, you're paying 21 percent more, uh, a lot more in some areas like California, West Coast, and these are the people that commute to work every day, so that has got to hurt. Mm-hmm. Another fun one, uh, cotton. Now, this is a commodity price, but this will reflect on our retail prices of clothing down the line. Uh, $61.54 for one of those big, you know, those big bubble things they make. I don't know. If you're rural, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They look like marshmallows. Sixty-one fifty-four to $86.72, 30% price, in, price increase on cotton in two years. Propane, $0.64 cents to $0.94, cents, 30% price increase on propane. So, we're seeing a lot of our... Commodities uh, increasing by a lot. Okay, then it gets a little bit more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Things that we enjoy to do. Movie tickets. Average price of a movie ticket in 2019 was $9.16. 2021 is now $13.69. And it has gone up 43% for a movie ticket in two years.
0: And keep in mind, too, That they now have to compete with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, uh, Prime Video on Amazon. So they're holding their prices as low as they can. Because they've got more competition now than they've ever had with on-demand stuff.
1: I have not tried to enter a movie theater. I'm I'm kind of a person that will go to the movies maybe once or twice a year. But I haven't gone to the movies in probably two and a half years now. Mainly because, okay, I'm not going to wear a fucking mask into a theater for two hours to watch a movie. And then there's probably going to be social distancing within the movie theater. So they'll have, you know, spots xed off. So it, it doesn't seem pleasant. And then I have, you know, I pay for YouTube premium. I pay for Netflix. We also have YouTube TV. So we pay several. We have expenses where we can watch whatever the hell we want when we want at home.
0: That's the way we do it.
1: So, yeah. So movie the the desire of movies has gone down. So the price of movies to go to the theater has gone way up, I guess, because they're trying to, you know, stay afloat.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: holy crap. That whole dynamic is interesting. 43%, if you want to go see a movie, that's like 30 bucks for two fucking people. Sorry, I'm dropping F-bombs. So I need to pull back. <laughs> well, 30 bucks I- for two people to go see a movie. I mean, come on.
0: Right, and you hadn't even bought the, the extremely overpriced popcorn yet.
1: <laughs> Imagine if you had a family, you know, mm-hmm. husband, wife, three kids. It's going to be a hundred bucks just to go to the movies. It's not you, that great.
0: Yeah, we haven't gone to the movies in a while. For us, I guess it's been a couple of years. But th- going to the movies for us was more just like. Kind of a day out, just getting out of the house, you know, going to town and just having, just goofing off. Yeah. It wasn't, it was never, yeah, really that's what it is. Because there was a movie we wanted to go see at the movies. You know, it's go to the movies, see what's playing, pick one.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's always been for me. Every once in a while, a big movie comes out. Like I'm really waiting for a uh, Avatar Part oh, Two. Yeah. For oh, wow. It was supposed to come out. Oh, it's been a long while. It was supposed to come out, I think, the end of 2020. And then, you know, how all that went. So, that's one I would probably suffer through wearing a mask if I had to. I'd take it off, anyways, once I got in the theater. But Avatar. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So, we're going down. uh, So, another fun one. Another fun one is the price of a Big Mac. Okay. Going out to eat. The price of a big Mac in 2019 was 379. The price of a big Mac now in 2021 is 566 for a 43 percent increase on your Big Mac.
0: Good grief..
1: Mm-hmm. I've noticed it, and I'm not a big fast food person, so I really noticed it because I don't go out and eat fast food hardly at all, but I'm like, man, I have a hankering for a Big Mac. So I went to McDonald's. They wanted like 11 dollars for a meal, yeah after tax. $11 for a freaking McDonald's burger meal? Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know... All right, and the most... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, no, I'm done. I'm done because I'm going to move on to the next statistic, so... Well, I was just going to
0: say. say all these statistics, you know, you started with food commodities. The average was 10 for two years, so that's a 5% increase per year, although most of the increase was probably in the second year, and then... You get to the point where you're talking about 30 and 40% increases, and we know yeah. that people's incomes are not increasing by that rate. Not even close. No. For most people. I mean, some people are getting big-time raises, but it's it's because they've increased their value to a company by so much that, you know, they were promoted or whatever. But people's incomes are not increasing by these percentages. That's why, over time... You got to work harder, longer hours, and all that shit it just hurts. to make it work.
1: So, the price of federal minimum wage in 2019 was $8.50. The price of federal minimum wage in 2021 is $8.75 for a total increase of 0.029%. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I, that's pretty telling. We can ignore the
1: philosophical... 0.029%. We'll just say 3%. So you're paying 10% more in food, 20% more in gas, 30% more in heating, if you're on propane, and 40% more to go out and have a meal and watch a movie. But you are only getting paid 3% more mm-hmm. if you're on federal minimum wage. Now, I've never been a minimum wage earner because I just can't roll like that. But I, I mean... I'm sure there's plenty of people who are on federal minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So that's telling.
0: We can ignore Oof. the philosophical discussions about why I don't agree with minimum wage, but that and that just tells you what kind of system you're really in. And it doesn't it matter a picture
1: of what's happening.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't matter when the politicians come out and they start talking about raising your minimum wage. It doesn't change anything. It just increases the costs of everything else by the same rate.
1: I know it's messed up. I have uh, two more startling statistics. I want to go over that I feel like I want to share with you the price of lumber for a thousand board feet, 2019 $321 and 80 cents. 2021, $1,045 for a total price increase of 324% in lumber. Oof. Crazy. I'll make your nose bleed. Mm Mm-hmm. 324%. So they're saying now to build an average home in America, it is costing you $25,000 more than it did two years ago. Wow. Yeah. So these middle-class Americans that are trying to build a home from scratch, I mean, there's a whole year of income right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Extra. Well, and they, they keep track of a statistic, and I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's something like, um, well, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the it's the statistic of how home builders view their prospects for the future. So, if I'm a home builder and I think I'm not going to be able to sell a house in the next two years, I'm going to be less likely to build one if if I'm not going to, if it's going to be harder for me to sell it. And inflation is a big player in that statistic because for one, materials, it costs me more, which means someone's going to have to pay more, which means it's harder for them to buy. And number two, at, at some point, the federal reserve, To fix the problem, the only choice they have is to raise interest rates. So it makes them getting the mortgage harder and more expensive for the buyer. Right. And I was actually just watching a video earlier today about how uh, home builders have really cut back on new home starts because they just don't feel like they're going to be able to sell the houses.
1: Oh, I believe it. Not a, not when you're tacking on 25k just for building costs. That's not considering the amount of money that builders probably have to charge to build it, I'm mm-hmm. sure, has gone up. Because their fuel prices have gone up. Their material prices have gone up. I'm sure their insurances and their liabilities have gone up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just exponentially going up. Yeah. One more statistic and then I'll be done. And then we can go into what we do about all this. So... There was two quotes from appliance makers, like LG, Samsung, Panasonic. These are TVs, microwaves, refrigerators, air conditioners, this kind of thing. Laptops, technology appliances. All large manufacturers in 2020 have decided on a 3 to 5% increase across models. So that was the first quote. That was 2020. They come out in 2021 and said, we expect the increase in commodity prices to impact our product pricing in the near future. I anticipate the prices to go up by six to 7% in January itself and may go up 10 to 11% towards the end of uh, quarter one, Panasonic India president and CEO said. So if it already went up three to 5% price increase in 2020, then I add on another 10% in 2021 we're looking at a 15% price increase on large appliances. Mm. So you're gonna pay 15% more on, again, this goes into building and home improvement and technology. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like a little bit of like shock when you hear it, huh?
0: Yeah, it is. But I mean, it's been this way for decades. Prices have always, I mean, we've had a couple of years here and there where they were able to control inflation a little bit better, but you, there's no chance of controlling inflation when in 2020 we printed six trillion new dollars and we've already printed 1.9 trillion new dollars this year with more to come. There's definitely more to come. So you can't control inflation with, with those kinds of numbers. I mean, think about a trillion. People, no way. We've gotten to where a trillion dollars doesn't sound like much. Okay? It's really but think sad. About, think about if you have a million dollars saved in the bank, and most people don't. A trillion is a million millions. That's how huge that number is.
1: No. Wow.
0: And we're just printing trillions. A million million? Like a million millions.
1: A million million? Is it a, or is it a million billion?
0: I think it's no, no, like, like, no. It's a, no, it's a million billion.
1: million.
2: It's a million. It's a thousand
1: million. billion. A thousand bi- I mean, it's just like you can't even like fathom it, right? Right. Well, our U.S. national debt in real time right now is twenty-eight trillion dollars. Twenty-eight trillion. Let's go back to twenty sixteen, because it won't let me go back to twenty twenty. That's okay. Twenty sixteen just a mere five years ago we were at 19 trillion so we have added on almost 10 trillion in five years mm-hmm. which six of those 10 trillion was added on in the last year and a half two years crazy yeah. mm. Mm, mm, so mm. inflation
0: is coming and it's going to get worse there's just <laughs> no way around it
1: do you know what our total debt is per person total debt per citizen for every single human being in America, $204,000 in debt per citizen.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: That was at like 60 grand, not too long ago. Well, okay, so the U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio, let's look at this statistic. GDP, yeah. The U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio, 2000, it was 58% debt to GDP. Today we're at a hundred and twenty nine percent debt to GDP,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and our median income is only thirty five grand a year. Wow. Okay, that's enough about statistics. I can nerd out to statistics all day if you can't tell.
0: Well, I just wanted uh, to touch on the that concept of the liability. Per citizen of the national debt from an agorist anarchy point of view. So, the day you turn 18, you are liable for debt that you did not occur. No one asked you. You weren't even legal. You weren't even of legal age to sign any contracted debt. And the day you turn 18, you are now on the hook for it. And no one asked you. Effed up. Yeah. So I feel I feel yeah, sorry for these 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds today cuz their debt load if they want to be a citizen is massive.
1: I mean things have to change and what I'm seeing a lot of younger generations doing is they're starting to pivot out of the system for survival. Good. They're hustling, they're building side businesses, they're moonlighting. They are working in a different direction. A lot of them are expatting
2: because <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: they didn't ask for this shit. Right? They didn't ask to be in trillions and tens of trillions and quarter million of dollars in debt, indebted to the system just for being born because of our reckless monetary spending. Holy crap! Sad. So, what do we do? Are we going to have hyperinflation? I don't know. I to me, this type of inflation is already very drastic compared to the wage increases. So we're having drastic inflation. Will it turn into hyperinflation where a loaf of bread is $500 and a gallon of milk is $1,000? Possibly. Mm -hmm. What do you think? You think it'll get to that point?
0: I think that is a possibility. But I think before that happens, the... And, of course, I'm not privy to... I don't get invited to... uh, the Bilderberg meetings. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not part of the Illuminati, <laughs> you, you know, that the 13 bloodlines don't call me. Like I have no inside for information. <laughs> right. So right. pick your, pick your we conspiracy can the tea leaves though. Right. Pick your conspiracy. I'm not a part of it, but the, I, I believe that they have a plan for when this toilet bowl flushes. I think there is...
1: Our economic toilet bowl.
0: Uh-huh. I think there, the idea of a digital currency tied to behavior where they can turn on and off an individual's money based on behavior and compliance, I think that is the next step and it will happen, that transition will happen when this inflation reaches a point that... Uh, people want to start uh rolling out a guillotine in front of the capital mm. and then they'll Damn. come along with their solution
1: yeah there was a guy there's an economist on a pretty well known economist. I was talking about the weimar the Weimar effect or the weimar economy, which is a was an incident in Weimar Germany where They spent so much trying to fight a war that they caused a massive hyperinflation within Mm -hmm. their system. Mm -hmm. They just kept printing money to fight this war. And we're seeing this parallel into the war on COVID. So instead of actually fighting a war, we're fighting this invisible war on COVID by printing tons of money into oblivion, which causes hyperinflation. So he sounded the alarm that we are entering into a Weimar economy. And then he deleted all his social media and he went dark after that.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. The Weimar Republic, there's, you know, there's photographs of what was going on then where people are actually using wheelbarrows (coughs) to go cash their check because You know, there's just piles of money and people are using the money to burn in the fireplace because it was worth more as heat than it was as purchasing power. There's photographs of it, like actual evidence of it.
1: And we'll never see that because everything's digital now. So all of our dollars are held digitally in a bank and on credit cards and debit cards and... So we won't see that picture just like we don't see the picture of bread lines because everyone has SNAP cards. Mm -hmm. So everyone on food stamps now has SNAP cards. So there's no bread line. It's all done digitally. So it hides and masks what's going on from our field of vision. Right. Doesn't mean it's not happening.
0: And I just don't think it'll reach that kind of escalation because I think the the Great Reset is going to be involved with that before it gets to that
1: point. Oh, boy. Yeah, this economist also sounded the alarm that uh, alternative assets aren't safe because when a government is going through its economic death throes, that they make things like gold, silver, crypto illegal. Yes. What do you think about that?
0: I think, and I kind of touched on this in last week's newsletter, that... This is why we need to push the agora as hard and as fast as we can right now, because governments make things illegal all the time. That doesn't mean they're not available. Like weed was illegal for a really long time and I could still go. You could go buy weed. It was illegal. The government prohibited it, but you could still get it. That's the black market. That's the gray and black market. So the gray and black market will always exist no matter what the government says is illegal. The I think the key point is how big can we grow that agora before they start clamping down? I think that's yeah, the key to... It's a
2: race. Uh,
0: ...becoming freedom and not getting... becoming free and not becoming snared in the new trap that they're
1: laying. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to make a note about crypto because people are like, oh, you know... If America makes it illegal, that's it, and blah blah blah. Well, that's not the case because crypto is ironclad against any renegade uh, state. And hmm. the reason it's ironclad is because it's decentralized. So the blockchain is decentralized, which means hundreds of thousands of computers are processing the blockchain. You can't you can't stop it. Unless right all of the electricity and all of the world and the entire internet crashed and burned that will be the only way to stop crypto and technically it won't be stopped because it will still it'll just be dormant if that was to happen right like a, a cataclysmic event and at that point i'm not worried about crypto at that point i'm worried about food and water and shelter yeah
0: you're not worried <laughs> it. you're not worried about crypto gold cash none of it you're not worried about money
1: mhm crypto is unstoppable
0: I did have an interesting conversation fully
1: decentralized mm-hmm.
0: with um, Front Porch Anarchist on on Miwi, and he's yeah. uh, he doesn't believe in crypto. I mean, I probably worded that wrong. He doesn't trust it, and he he did make mm. a really interesting point that if if the Great Reset is part of some sort of Vaccine ID or some sort of ID that is that will control okay. your ability to access your currents, your money, then, yeah, they can't stop crypto. They can't break the blockchain. But what if they can just turn off my Internet access individually as a person? If they turn my Internet access off, what happens? And I know that you can there's shortwave yeah. radio has the ham radio operators have come up with techniques for uh, transferring data over shortwave, but you know, not a lot of people can use shortwave.
1: Well, first off, you can't turn off Starlink, and that is our internet of the future, which is landing on our doorstep here this year.
0: Well, I mean, you have to pay. Either, you have to pay Starlink to get their service, and so Starlink can turn your service on and off. And what if the government? twists their arm enough to say these individuals that for whatever reason aren't doing what we say they don't get internet service
1: couldn't you just go to like the coffee shop or i mean you can get wi-fi at freaking mcdonald's use public wi-fi yeah. library wi-fi
0: yeah i guess you could so that would solve that you problem. could use your it would
1: just become more convenient. 4g phone Mobile hotspot. I don't see how they could turn off your... I mean, I guess they could turn off your phone service if you pose that much of a threat. You could use a virtual private network to mask your ISP address from your laptop and go around firewalls. You could make a virtual machine on your computer. You could use your... What is that thing you use? Tether something?
0: Bluetooth tether. Mm-hmm.
1: Bluetooth tethering. Um, it would be inconvenient to get cut off. But first off, that would be an extreme event. And second off, there will always be Internet somewhere. Yeah. For you to access.
0: There's another aspect that people don't usually think about, too, that the gray and black markets are always ahead of the government.
1: Yes. Otherwise,
0: if they weren't, uh, the government would have won the war on drugs. Right. But the the gray and black markets are always a step ahead of the government, and so whatever—way more agile. Yeah, whatever technology that the government comes out with, the the free market will come up with the technology to combat it. I think, even if it doesn't exist right now.
1: Well, and then there's always renegades to work around the system. So, for example to take myself as an example, I am developing a system to completely work around the U.S. government control of my cryptocurrency. So I am figuring out systems and building upon a system to where I can stealth crypto 100% anonymously without any government interference, without any government red tape taxation. Regulation.
0: Regulation.
1: Regulation.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I can't wait till you're done building that it's up. It's
1: still working. Yeah. I've actually got the first half done. I'm <laughs> about halfway there. Um so there's always people like me.
2: Mm-hmm. Pirates. That are
1: I mean, I have no Yeah, I'm a pirate. I'm a crypto pirate. <laughs> I feel like I want that to be a tattoo. <laughs> But there's always people working around the system, and the system can't keep up because it's full of bureaucratic red tape and 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 redundancies and uh, inefficiencies is a word I'm looking for inefficiencies that they can't keep up with us singular renegades that will share this information once it's discovered. Right. And then there's a the tech side. I mean, there's you know hackers and and programmers that work way outside of the realm of uh, regulation and bureaucracy so they can develop things super fast. Right. Like the coin mixer we were talking about. I can send my Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever the hell I have into a coin mixer. It mixes and scrambles the coin and no one knows where that coin is going to. Right. And then there's a good old-fashioned I sent it to the wrong address and lost all my money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, they can't prove it. Right. They can't prove it, so... It is about being agile. It is about being one step ahead of the government of the state. It is about adopting alternative forms of payment like cryptocurrency, holding assets like gold and silver and commodities, bullets, tobacco. Moonshine is a big one,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which is what you do. Mm -hmm. And you're building a whole set of content uh, aimed at uh, the moonshine market and creating moonshine and really excited about your your new fresh content on it.
0: Yeah. The thing I love about moonshine as a prep is that it is it it is different than all all the other assets in the sense that like if i if i buy bullets, well at some point i i run out of bullets if somebody stops making bullets. Right? Or if i make mm-hmm. if i load my own bullets I I run out of brass at some point or I run out of primers or things like that but with moonshine everything it takes to make moonshine I can be found naturally in nature everything like I don't I I can make moonshine without going to the store and buying anything now I do go to the store and buy stuff for it because it that's the most convenient way to do it and but like you can get yeast in nature. You can get wild yeast. You can grow corn and uh, you can use honey and you've got Mm. liquor, you know? So
1: I would love for you to do a mini series on survival moonshine making with wild ingredients. Yeah,
2: that That would would be be so
1: awesome and hardcore. It'd be like super hardcore for you to do. I don't, say like, I'm not saying let's go rob a beehive out in nature for honey but Mm -hmm. you could, you know, make the example of that and for different regions like out here in the desert, we get prickly pear fruits which would be like natural sugars so that could be the component that would replace corn, right? Instead of corn you'd use a fruit
0: So the difference between between a fruit and a grain is just a brandy or whiskey so when you're using fruit technically it's called brandy and when you're using grain it's whiskey that's really the only okay. difference
1: interesting and then we have honeybees here like there's tons of bees here so i could probably salvage some honey but you know as a side note that'd be super cool if
2: yeah. you
0: did that the, yeah the point is it's renewable like yeah as a barter item i can i'll, I'll never run out i can just keep making it
1: yeah so those are great ways to steel yourself against a flailing economy. Uh, another great way is to practice counter economics, build a business where you are accepting cash or personal check that you can cash to skirt around the system. We actually wrote a book, how to build a business using counter economics. It's on the offgridoutpost.com.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty enlightening stuff. We share our trade secrets. Yep that uh, cold hard cash and then I would take that cold hard cash and divert some of it into alternative investments.
0: Mm-hmm. Cryptos, precious metals.
1: Supplies. And then bartering is a great uh, circumventing of the uh, hyperinflation. Cut the dollar out entirely. Right. You may not have as many bartering opportunities. I see a lot of bartering done on Facebook Marketplace. I see it done... And uh, several websites are doing bartering. Uh, I could see cryptocurrency acting as a great uh, bartering intermediary. You sell this for this many coins so you can buy this on the bartering, you know.
2: Right.
1: So, like, I see it in my head. I don't know exactly how the logistics would work, but it'd be like a coin-based bartering system. So there are ways you can beat the hyperinflation or just even the regular inflation we're kind of in between, you know. We're above the 2 to 4% level, no doubt, but we're not at like $500 a bread loaf. Right. But if you're, if you're on minimum wage and you've had a 3% increase in your wages and you're paying 10% more for food, 20% for gas, 30% commodities, 40% for going out, you feel like it's hyperinflation. Right. I mean, how could you not?
0: People kind of look at it, they don't look at it as inflation in its truest sense, they just kind of make these decisions like, well, we can't afford to go to the movies anymore. And so they just decide that they're just they just can't afford movies anymore. And then that's kind of where they stop thinking about it. You know,
1: it's a good point.
0: Um, Well, we can't. Af- we're we're going to have to turn the Hulu subscription off. We can't afford Hulu. We'll keep, you know, we'll keep Netflix for now, but we can't pay for Hulu anymore. And then that's where they stop thinking about it.
1: They just go without and without and with less and with less. It's like the frog boiling, you know, slowly the temperature rises, the frog boils to death. But I I think at this point the temperature is rising so fast. I mean, people are starting to really feel it. They're starting to see it, but yeah, you can only go without for so long until you just have had enough and choose to opt out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: out of survival just to survive because America is so Dang expensive. So freaking expensive here. You know, and we went off-grid this year and we need lumber and we're looking at the prices of lumber to build some of our off-grid things that we need and it's just like jaw dropping. Right. Salvaging is another good way to circumvent inflation.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of salvage. I do a lot of salvage and I and I barter labor for materials too. That's a good barter.
1: Yeah. This episode's starting to get a little long, so I think uh, wrapping it up right here is good, unless you have anything else you want to add to the topic.
0: Mm, nope.
1: Sweet. Well, stay tuned. Uh, we will be migrating soon to the new website. I will let you know. You can send us an email through com at the moment. If you want to reach out to us with any questions or comments, you can also leave us a voicemail if you so desire, through the Anchor website, which we are also migrating to a new podcast host. So lots of back-end work going on for us, but you can still reach out to us. We'd love to hear from our audience. And uh, stay tuned. We are going to keep going at a healthy clip of one episode a week. woo Yay!
2: All right. We'll talk to you all later.
1: Peace.